Hi, everybody. Welcome back to season two of the New American Media podcast. This season is going to be a little different. Um, we're going to start out by talking a little bit about where we left off in episode two, where I talk about my first failure and how we think it's best. And I was helped by the fact to fail, fail hard, fail quickly, fail fast, learn from those mistakes, and try to move yourself forward. If you guys go back and look at season one, episode two, you'll see we had acquired a location. It's about 80 miles from our home base at that time in Fayetteville, North Carolina. This area is a more rural area than Fayetteville or the Triangle. And we felt that we could make it work even with the distance. Probably lost about a quarter of a million dollars on that transaction over the course of two years from 2011-12 all the way up to 2013, uh, early 2014. We were able to cut our losses and sell the property. That's one thing you should also learn. If you have an asset that you're bleeding money on, cut it loose. Even if it costs you money to get rid of it, you've got to get rid of it. You can't hope that it's going to get better when you know it's not in your heart. It was just too far away, hard for us to manage, a lot of employee turnover, employee theft, other things that happen when you're not able to manage a labor-intensive business like the C-Store industry in and of itself. As we came to realize from this mistake was the overextending of everything that we were doing, not having enough back office employees, and not having other people doing the menial tasks. I think I talked about this at one point. I would spend probably 30 to 40% of my day just counting money because before the wider adoption of credit card use in middle income and low income neighborhoods, cash has always been king. And there was hundreds and thousands of dollars per day coming in at each location. And just that process of counting cash, checking all of the paperwork would take up a majority of my day with these monotonous tasks. So bringing people in that could help assist in these uh, facilities was something that I wanted to do, but these are the other things that you'll always have in a multi-generational immigrant family where you have that first generation doing those jobs. They are very prone to keeping it in the family and not hiring employees outside. And this to the detriment after multiple arguments, discussions, I should say, with 
my parents and whatnot, I realized that based on my capabilities, I was only going to be able to make it to here. And my goal was to go all the way here. So I decided that it was time for me to leave. One of the greatest things I think you learn from these failures is understanding your inner emotions and how to deal with that. The way I felt was extremely upset, frustrated that I let myself be put in the position of being overextended um, and other problems. Because one of the main reasons this happened was we were supposed to be selling the site to someone. They ended up backing out of the deal. And in my mind, the site had already been sold. And so I was not paying the attention to the property that I should have. And that's my fault for counting my eggs before they're hatched. And that's where you learn really no matter how solid a deal is, it's not closed till the wire hits. So folks, always make sure that wire hit. Because if the wire don't hit, it's not done. And I think failing fast, failing quickly, and trying to be even keel about it. So one of the things that I'm very even keel about is whether they're failures or successes, they probably almost affect me in a similar way. The failures more so than the successes. The successes, you just keep rolling and you don't spend as much time on them. I think when I look back now, I could appreciate them more. But when you're in the moment, you really do not see it. And I think analyzing your failure, how those made you feel, is the key to overcoming them, learning from them, and then being able to make sure that doesn't happen again. So I know for a fact today, I will not overextend myself. Because when I do that, I take my eye off the ball and the prize and end up where I don't want to be and, and don't want to feel that type of failure again. So here we are now, 2014. We've had those failures. Um, I've realized my potential. And then I've also realized my potential in the current business. And then I've always been fascinated by cutting edge technology and I honestly have owned Tesla. A lot of people talk about this, but I've owned Tesla since it was like $28. I can't remember. I think something like that. It IPO'd at like 26 or 28 bucks um, before all the splits and everything. Um, I've owned it since then. Big fan of Elon Musk. Shout out to Elon. 
Um, I think what he's doing is amazing. The man's a genius and extremely hard worker. Like that man works, I would say, 10 times harder than I do. And I feel like I work fairly hard. Um, when I saw the first Teslas roll out, the quality of battery uh, electric vehicles, and this is 2012, 13, 14, I really felt personally that the industry I was in was a dinosaur and it would go away at some point with Amazon, e-commerce. Um, and I think the biggest competitor today in terms of the technology space to the gas station, convenience store industry is GoPuff. And so if you guys don't know what that is, go look it up. I decided at that point I needed to do something else with my skills. So that's when I made the tough and hard decision to leave the family business, not take a dime of my parents' money, and take whatever I had left and saved in the nine years I'd worked for them and move from the small town of Fayetteville to the great metro of uh, Research Triangle Park in uh, 2015. And that is where our story brings us to today. I started um, my real estate brokerage career and my loan brokerage career, which morphed into my SBA lending job that I have today um, from that opportunity. And at 31 years old, with a one-year-old child, a brand newborn baby, I literally decided to change everything I knew and move into a completely different industry. And I think the motto of that story and really the understanding is no matter how old you are, you could, you can always change who you are and reinvent yourself, passion and desire and want to do better for yourself. Because anyone that says they can't learn something new it's because you're not trying hard enough. You can always learn something new, especially in this day and age of technology, when there are tons of media outlets from YouTube to free online classes at most colleges and universities, most tech companies offering free classes. You can learn really anything and everything that you really desire and want to do. These are the guiding principles that got me here today. So stay tuned for new episodes of season two of the New American Media Podcast. Look forward to talking with new guests and discussing with them what their guiding principles and accomplishments were that got them to where they are today. Thank you, everybody, and be on the lookout for new episodes. Thank you.